Welcome. You are a broadened uh, Ohio and Cal. I'm Cal. Just making everything clear, man. So, I think we, I realized right before we started that we need to bring back Cal's question. Um, I didn't right. prepare super much, but the question is obvious, which I know the answer to, but it'll lead us into conversation. So, did you buy GameStop stock this week? Oh, yeah, unfortunately, this week and not in December when you really were supposed to buy. But yeah, I, I did my, my part in the online social protest of buying a stock you're not supposed to. I guess because you had to cover your legal fees from the Capitol Hill riots. <laughs> Is that it? Or? Well, again, I, I did not buy it in December, so th- those fees, we're going to have to do more than GameStop uh, yeah. to cover. <laughs> so, okay, so, you know, I was following it a bit this week. Um, but I'm interested to hear, like, why you bought it. I think we didn't really go over that when we were just talking casually. Oh, uh, no, I just bought it to try to make money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the story's fun. It's one of my favorite stories, but no, I was just trying to jump on the momentum trade. Again, not as early as algorithms jumped on it or people that actually had uh, done the research to why it was a good buy like two months ago. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I got in and then I got out. I got out just because um, I, I remembered that you're supposed to not bet against the elites. Yeah, <laughs> like you're supposed to you're supposed to put your money where the where the elites do. <laughs> so, uh, as you can see from the news, they when they want to crush things, they can usually crush things, like by telling their friends who run popular apps that let you buy stocks, uh, just let them sell, don't let them buy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay, what's the favorite part? What's your favorite part of this story? Uh, well, it's the populist thing. I, I, I just like when there's like populist things of, of nobody's on the internet doing things they're not supposed to that, uh, yeah, fighting the power, so to speak. Yeah. I, I like that part of it. So it's funny because, uh, you know, I, I like never used to read Reddit at all. And I probably just the last year is the first time I ever read a reddit thread was last yeah. year and stop, stop bragging about how much of a trendsetter you are yeah. i heard you're i heard you're on twitter now too look man i i keep sending you an invite to my clubhouse and i'm not <laughs> oh, gonna i'm oh. not gonna start my chat room until you join all right yeah do you really have a clubhouse no i uh, see yeah it's um, not we'll wait for 2025 for that account <laughs> yeah so like but my my girlfriend reads reads reddit every day Really? And yeah, yeah. So there's like this huge disconnect with uh, what we think is important about the world, kind of. You know, <laughs> it also depends on the Reddit. I mean, yeah, is it is it the too. the all cute, uh, funny, fuzzy bunny? That's Reddit, or definitely <laughs> her main thread. Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, I don't need to read the Reddit thread itself because I get just get sent the videos. So mm. I just I get you know <laughs> I I, I know what's on it essentially. No, yeah. those baby platypuses are really cute. I, I agree. Oh, I'm about emus and otters. <laughs> oh, uh, that's why you send me the emu thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, that okay. also sounds like some slang for stuff that you're into emus and otters. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I think otter is a gay term, right? For like a it, young, good-looking gay guy or something. Is it a young bear? I don't know how that works either. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> who, who taught who taught you about animals? Because. <laughs> 
<laughs> Tim Dillon. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so all right, back to Reddit. The uh, the um the thing about Reddit. So I was actually like reading it a lot this week on the Wall Street Beats. You know, no, sorry, Wall Street Bets, Wall Street Bets Two, whatever. But mm-hmm. the the thing is like. I, I find it kind of cute. Like, uh, I like just from the soft, like the kind of community point of view, it's like stuff I'd never really noticed because I really, you know, never pay attention. But it's like, oh, they have like, they have awards you can get or something yeah. or commenting. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I think they solved a lot of like future social network problems that are happening now, but mm-hmm. in the past. Mm. with like moderation because you know at the beginning reddit was just one thing it was just one forum yeah and then and then they let people make their own subreddits and then they let people become moderators and come up with their own rules for what you can post and then people to enforce them and until they got bought by a big company and, and then they they decided they have their own rules outside of the moderators i think it worked really well it, it still works probably the best I, i'd say of any social network and then uh I agree, and then I, yeah, I think the purchase by a, a big corporation was a problem. But it seems like uh, you know we we've been discussing a lot about how like cloning platforms or you know how how can you quickly make alternatives? Mm-hmm. And uh, like you were showing me how Wall Street Bets already has a clone up. Yeah. So, like, I feel like that problem might be solved in in that way. Then, like, if if you really end up with a forum where the moderators are like basically disenfranchised compared to mm. the platform itself or something. They can quickly move to another uh, like clone. Yeah. The only, the only tricky thing is when it comes as a surprise, it's, it's hard to know on the new account if the people making the same moderator screen names are the same people, that kind of thing. But yeah, um, which, which is another topic, by the way, on this for another time is uh protocols versus platforms and and why protocols is the real solution but you can't make money on it so nobody does it but yeah. essentially if, if you know in, ahead of time you can kind of start cloning your subreddit to a website anyway and then you can authenticate all your mods before this happens if, if it does but anyway i don't th- i think you know reddit actually doesn't they're not that bad at, at like banning stuff so i think they're the, probably the best example of a social network to be fair yeah I damn okay. I don't want to get off you know too much yeah, yeah, off topic. Kind of off. But I would. We need to to bookmark the protocols because I would say in hardware that has shown a lot of um like it's like a different story in hardware. Mm. Maybe because like they end up forming like really strong alliances and not everyone. It's it's kind of exclusive, right? Like hardware protocols. Well, in, in hardware, you have um, other ways to make money, I guess, kind of, yeah. where, like, and, and it does, you have to t- work together more or so. Yeah, and that'd be a good, interesting thing, software versus hardware, because software protocols, like, the most successful one of all time, probably email, right? Yeah. And and nobody's really making money on email. Yeah. But, but yeah, anyway. Okay, continue. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know, I find Reddit... Uh, fun. I I, mm. I, I kind of like it now. I, I'm kind of rooting for them. <laughs> you know, like I just I just yeah. think they're fucking cute. I, I like their paper hands and their diamond hands and yeah, yeah. Uh, it's great, right? I like. There's also uh, there's also a lot of apps, right? Like there's there's a whole bunch of different Reddit apps because th- you can still make apps using their API. 
So I like that. Like I probably the app that I use probably isn't the one you use. Oh, I'm. I mean, I'm just going to the website, but. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But I like. Uh, let's see this meme that I saw. First, they came for Parlor, and I did not speak out because I was based. Then they came for R slash Wall Street Bets, and I did not speak out because I was not <laughs> a degenerate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then they came for the just the GameStop symbol. Buy, yeah, buy yeah. limits, and I did not speak out because I didn't want yeah. to hold the bag. <laughs> yeah. Then they came for memes, and there was yeah, no yeah. one left to speak for me. <laughs> um, I yeah, I mean, I, I like it, and uh, it's the one thing I will say as like kind of a someone who's just looking at it more from the outside is it's hard for me to a little bit navigate the discussions in a. Uh, how do I say? I'm not sure I love the navigation. Certainly better than Twitter. Right? Mm. Like if anything is better than Twitter, I know that's what you're going to say. <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure I'm a huge fan of navigating of like the limitations on how to navigate discussions. Well, well I, think, I think that's where you might want to look into other apps. Okay. Fair enough. All right. <clears throat> I might take a look at that again. Then the, uh, the other thing I was going to say is, oh, you know, it's always like, when you have so many anonymous uh, accounts, that tends to make me uh, reluctant to maybe look at what they're saying too closely. Hmm. Um, that's one of the reasons I like using Quora, because on Quora, I tend to actually just follow very specific people who share their credentials, and I can see some of their posts, and I think they produce high-quality posts. I mean, I'm sure you, I know you can do the same thing with Reddit, essentially, but like, uh, I just. Well, I mean, yeah. that's where Reddit has solved, solved this by mm -hmm. letting, like, you can be anonymous, but uh, you get badges and karma, and there's other ways that you can be validated in the community besides, like, your name. Yeah. So, so like, nobody knows. Uh, well, maybe somebody does, but like, that deep fucking value guy. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, his name has cred. A lot, right? right? And you can look at his account and all the swag on his account and all of his posts and up people upvoting. And that's kind of like, yeah, no, it's more, um, what, what's the word? Where you get like, uh, based on your ability rather than something merit. else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's more merit-based, but only inside Reddit, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I see your point. Um, good point. Okay, so um, GameStop, I don't know. The highlights for me... Um, where, like, I didn't realize that, uh, what's the treasury secretary? Yeah. She, she gets paid, she got paid like 800K mm. for like two days of speaking to Citadel. Is that right? Yeah. To be fair, she got probably 800K from all of the different funds. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think they were the only one paying her, uh, speaking fees, right? That's what that was. Right. <laughs> right. Um. And so, I mean, clearly conflict of interest there. Um, I think that's a good thing to bring attention to. Uh, I don't know. What else was the big thing? Oh, well, the connection between Robin Hood and Citadel. Yeah. Um, which, which, which is what? The, Robin Hood is selling their stock purchase contracts, or that's who actually brokers the contracts or something like that? Yeah, I think something like... I'm looking actually, trying to look in the notes. But the... Uh, the other thing is that they're likely selling information as well, right? Is that what I think that's what the lawsuit is suggesting? Mm 
Oh, really? Okay. I need to check into that more, but the I believe that they are being accused of also just selling trading information directly to Citadel, but <laughs> uh, I would yeah. have to check. So, okay, so that reminded me of one thing I wanted to say. I, I hope that, like, I, I really feel that this up-and-coming, like the kind of early 20s crowd, um, I think this might be like a big, uh, like, almost like generational event where everyone is going to mm. remember this. Mm. You know, and it's really going to color the way they view uh, technology companies in the future. And, like, I, I mean, I thought it was kind of, like, I, I, I think I'm colored by my distrust of corporations by certain things that I've heard from people close to me. Like, I know people, um, I don't know if I told you, like, the NASA, I know a guy that worked for NASA, Mm-hmm. And he he told them he wasn't a smoker when he was, and mm-hmm. like his like because he was supposed to get insurance from NASA, and uh, I'm also he never told me, but I'm pretty sure he was designing lenses for you know so the military could spy <laughs> on people, you know. Okay. But he he wouldn't he yeah. couldn't tell me exactly. But he was an optics physics guy, so yeah. I'm I, you know he, I don't think he was designing rockets. <laughs> like so yeah. the uh he got but then like they came back and told him like are you sure you're not a smoker and i i don't think he told me the whole thing but basically he's pretty sure that they found out he was a smoker by looking at his uh safeway club card purchases sure and you know which safeway was obviously like just giving that it, like whatever the government wanted they were going to give to them but the um and so like that really stuck with me uh, mm. when he told me that story. And so, like, I, I always stopped using discount cards for that reason. <laughs> okay. And, um, like, I have... Because you, yeah. you never heard of fake names? Uh. Well, sometimes they have, you, you have to tie it to a, your address or some other, you know, whatever. It's just not and worth you, the trouble. You've never heard of fake addresses either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I could, but... But, like, but in general, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even think it's necessarily the government. I almost think there's... Um, companies that it's like they go around telling supermarkets that will buy your information or we can set you up with this uh, kind of program with generating cards and we'll buy your data for from you as well and then they approach or like have the data ready right yeah there's all kinds of yeah places that would be interested in that data but yeah I, I would assume everything you do is always tied to everything and yeah exactly and yeah. I, like it's 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 kind of weird to me that people were so trustful of like discord and robin hood well in a way like do, do you really i don't know it, most of the users why, why would you care like it's not even that you even would i don't know if you even would expect that that wouldn't happen right yeah i mean I, well i ex- i think they didn't expect it i think you don't care well i, I don't think they care e- either i'm, I'm yeah. i don't know I, I think the that lawsuit is if you look at ha- who's actually doing the lawsuit i think that lawsuit's kind of a bit of a scam <laughs> to be honest but I, I don't know that the users actually care about that the the bigger thing for me was um you know when the, when they had the crash uh the lehman shock thing in like was 2008 or 9 mm-hmm. um then they they stopped shorts on banks right because you don't want to short a bank when obviously there's all this uh, financial turmoil where they're they're going to get you know they might go bankrupt. You don't want shorts happening now, right? Because that would that would be wrong to profit on on the bank's decline. 
Yeah, right? you're adding incentives for the banks to go down. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they stopped the short market on banks. Of course, if you wanted to go long on a bank, then that was fine. You just couldn't, can't sell, you can't buy shorts. And then now the funny thing is, and it, this the funnier thing was at least then that was across the board, like all of the brokerages did that. The funny thing now is there's like two of the brokerages that decide that, well, we don't want you going long on a stock, uh, but if you want to, if you want to go short or sell a stock that you might already own, we'll let you do that action on our platform. <laughs> like that, that's what that's fun. <laughs> yeah, that that's the more egregious thing to me. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, well, it's all bad. I'm not. I guess I'm not trying to rank them, but I I was. I guess I, I you know I really wasn't following like how many Robin like how many users Robinhood had or what are the age groups or whatever. But I, I think this is maybe a turning point where younger people become, and, and right, like in my opinion, rightfully so, more distrustful of corporations. And even you know, corporations that make things that they might like, mm. uh, like Discord, for example. And like, you know, I've, I've used Discord recently, too, also because of my girlfriend. Mm. And like, oh, it's actually like a nice, really nice UX, nice UI. Mm. Um, it generally like works pretty well, and also like the the kind of the tiers for using it are pretty like from a business point of view are are are, are like well designed um, in terms of what you need to pay for or not, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I guess maybe it's a little optimistic, but I, I really do think that it, it could be a, a turning point um, for that generation. I mean, it's, it's this is interesting that you're saying it in this kind of way. Like, the, what your your girlfriend really cares that, like, Discord closed a Discord server, or she cares that uh, Robinhood was selling information of their users. Um, well, she's not trading on GameStop, but no. But I mean, uh, like, the, I I don't know why. If anything, I don't know. With Facebook, uh, they've shown that nobody cares about privacy. Like, who cares about privacy? Or like selling data. Everybody knows that that's how companies make money. That's why you're not paying for it. But like, I, I don't know. I'm I'm surprised that anyone young would care about the, that aspect of it. Yeah, uh, I don't know how much she cares about that, but it's definitely on the radar in her group of friends. And here's one way I would say that though is, well, certainly there's cultural or country differences, right? I mean, the way EU treats. Uh, Big tech is totally different from the U.S. Yeah, because they don't have any companies in big tech. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but that's a maybe also a cultural thing. But right, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I'm I'm not trying to represent uh, young people in America, but um, yeah, I, yeah. But I would be curious. I mean, yeah. I'd be curious what their what whoever's measuring this if they really did have some kind of trust that was broken. In, What's in the a sentiment? Yeah, in a privacy yeah. sort of way. I, everything I see is they're just pissed off that they told them there there's certain stocks they're not allowed to buy today. Yeah, that seems like the corrupt thing to me. Well, it, but, um, I mean that is the oh uh, yeah I see there's multiple things, but I, I'm not too optimistic that you ever actually get the, someday the real story of what happened or anything. But I think that if if anyone was making money on on this information by doing stuff, Citadel would have been making money getting that information of what these traders are doing 
to have uh, early warning that they should be part of this momentum trade up on uh, GameSpot. So see if Citadel makes money a lot this quarter because there was a lot more people involved than just the Reddit and making the price go up. And that would be the fun thing is if Citadel made money on the way up and then they purchased, then they shorted and told uh, Robinhood to stop letting people buy (laughs) or something. But yeah, I don't know. But corruption in the financial market—it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's just a fun story when it's people on a Reddit doing it. Well, yeah, because of the memes. No, but I, I like it. The okay, but that like right, we're talking about corruption in the financial. So I want to get to my thing. You know, no, I, yeah, I think everything is a fucking scam. I think the whole fucking. I, I think I was telling my uh, my one of my buddies in California. I just like America equals fake country. Like, I don't even think it's like, like, so here's a graph we're showing, or, you know, I'm showing you at least probably put it on the podcast. It's the Goldman Sachs non-profitable technology index. And like all graphs we like to see, it's a hockey stick, except for this is for non-profitability. So, so what's the vertical axis? Let's see. I should probably know that. That's a, I think that's the number of, Listed companies uh, in innovative industries. Okay, the number of companies, and then the y. Sorry, the x-axis is year. The y-axis is number of companies that are non-profitable. I see. And, and it goes from a hundred to like four hundred in two years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> like so. You know, there's one, it's interesting when I talk to someone uh, in California, because they, they try to tell me that, uh, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Tesla in a moment. They try and tell me, like, they, tr- they ignore this. Hmm. So they think that, oh, it's just, like, and I've heard this so many times from people in California. Well, I guess you just fake it till you make it. And, yeah. and it's like, you know, when I, so I find that really interesting because, Maybe there is something to that, right? Like, so uh, on one hand, and, and one hand, um, okay, like, well, Tesla is making cars now, for example, after mm-hmm. years and years and years of unprofitability. Um, and now they are making cars and selling them successfully. And of course, a lot, uh, they're getting a lot of criticism, criticism about their revenue because they're selling automotive credits. But um, and then I think everyone points to Amazon as the story mm-hmm. of uh, a company that was unprofitable for a long time. But what I always point out about Amazon is that well, they could have been profitable at any time. Yeah, they were, I mean, they were the first company to strategically be yeah. unprofitable. And so when I see this graph, I'm like, okay, uh, well, there, there's like two ways to look at it with someone. And, and I have uncertainty about which is correct or, you know, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. But a good question to ask maybe when you look at this graph is how many of these companies will be profitable in the future? You know, I, I, I really don't believe most of these companies will ever be profitable. Um, I think there's a chart that shows, uh, I, I need to find some more charts about that, but I've seen some charts lately, which is what I've wanted it's all the charts that I wanted to see, which is just showing how after companies IPO, 
they never get profitable in recent years. Um, and Bes- so, besides the first day, fifty percent pop that you get. Yeah, right. If you're a family and a friend of the bank. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but yeah, well, after that, that is true. After the, majority. the first six months, when the CEO finally gets to sell off, you know, the rest of his mm. holdings. But, but, he, the, but he makes a, he makes a big big amount no matter what the price is, basically. But yeah. there there is a thing that does show. Uh, if you if you start with the closing price of the first day of an IPO and then move it out, uh, they're, they're they way underperform like the market. Yeah. yeah, and it's all a fucking scam. I swear to God, yeah. the whole economy is a fucking scam. Let me. I I know you think I'm crazy. No, no. I I mean yeah. I agree with the scam yeah. part. It's just the uh, how do we participate? I guess is yeah. <laughs> but he, here's. Here's like my way, even just from an intuitive point of view, because like I feel like again when I talk to people in California, it's a totally different thing. Like it, their worldview is totally different. But like it's like when I walk into America, if I walk on the streets, or I live there for a month, mm-hmm. nothing is better than in Japan almost. Right? Oh, for so, sure, like, and, and and usually you're living where when you're when you're talking about the U.S. Oh, right, the Bay Area, San Francisco. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like the only thing that is better is like I sometimes like there's some really fancy toast with like like a nice a nice toast like a really nice bread. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they have like nuts and like seeds that you can't get in Japan, or the <laughs> gotcha. bread is really nice. Okay. You know, it costs like nine dollars, but goddamn, it's yeah. fucking. You get like different spreads too, you know, like jam or anyway. So there's a couple things that are nicer there, but the, <laughs> but like you're like, but then if I, okay, so then I look at like 2000, I think it was the 2019 or something, and America shows GDP growth. I was just thinking about this the other day. Like the growth of GDP in the US was like three times Japan or something. Mm, yeah. It's like, I'm like, just how is that possible? Like it's just, Nothing like I can't find anything here that's three times as good as it is in Japan. Yeah, it's almost like the the measure of GDP is a scam. Right. It's I, that's, no. So that's what I think. I actually well, think yeah. GDP is a scam metric. Well, it is, especially when uh, the the way all the companies that are that are forcing the GDP up, they don't have to be in the U.S. or bring, you know, they don't have to right bring the money back. Yeah, There's, they're not paying taxes here. Yeah, the, the way the, the way they measure it is kind of shady. I can't. I, you'd have to look up exactly why. But the, the yeah, the GDP as a measurement of growth stopped being like a good metric uh, many years ago, as many economists have said. Yeah, and uh, so so let's also okay. I want to make a connection here, which is one is we yeah. talked about nonprofit. Like briefly, looked at this fucking graph. So many companies are nonprofitable, and um, they have huge investment, right? So there's like a lot of cash that was put into them. They're a Ponzi scheme. Okay. How come we don't apply like sim like I mean uh, can you you can basically apply the same kind of methodology if you looked at GDP, right? So like okay, you have GDP but like what what was the debt increase uh, that year of uh the country? Like do yeah. they actually include that? I don't think they do. No, and and also the uh, consumer price index right. is is bullshit. So like, a lot of these, cal- but everybody everybody knows that they're bullshit. I think 
I don't think they do, man. I because really, <laughs> well, again, not, the, not the, yeah. the people the people making decisions and, and doing a lot of the stuff. Oh, okay, and, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The people at the top do. The people, yeah, the elites. Dude, well, it, but like, it's it's yeah. like everything else, like um, ca- like calories is one I used to always talk about. Where there's like a definition for what a calorie is, and then mm-hmm. once you know what the definition is, then you just need to hire scientists to do something to your food, so that when they do the test that is that definition, then the result comes back zero. <laughs> right, right. And then it doesn't mean that like it's actually. You know, so like at the beginning, the calorie thing is like a good measurement for food because food was food. But then yeah. once you start putting that number there and people make buying decisions based on that number being low, yeah. then you put the incentive on coming up with a convoluted way of putting a lot of bullshit in food to come out zero. Yeah, you get like, you get zero <laughs> calories of fat and 100 yeah. calories from sugar or whatever. Right. And, <laughs> which is worse. And so it's like it's like that with all these kind of these these like KPM measurements. Yeah. They work at the beginning when you were doing something without optimizing for it. They kind yeah. of work as a measurement. But then the more you optimize for that, the more I think the goal doesn't <laughs> become or like like you're, the you're sure you look better on a chart up into the see everything is up into the right, and that yeah. that leads to the problem is how do we make the chart show up to the right <laughs> like. And then once you, that becomes the game, you kind of lose sight of the other thing. But then if no one cares about the other thing, it, it, maybe that is the, the best thing to do. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I just, I get tired of like uh, people in the U.S. like thinking mm. things are going well. Because like... Well, you know, they do that good, the, the good thing where like for a long time it was, it was a Republican thing where you you're only doing things to benefit big business, but somehow your voting base is like in a trailer park and then you're getting people in a trailer park to get passionate about voting for you not doing things for them. (laughs) I I think largely that's a caricature that isn't that much true anymore, but uh, at some point this is kind of what, what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can I, can I repeat that story? I told you about my, my friend who's working for the insurance tech startup. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's a good like uh, just example of a non like a company uh, in the U.S. Mm. So my buddy switched from an honest job, honest-ish, uh, doing uh, compensation. I think executive compensation consulting to doing the same thing, but for a like uh, let's say a mature startup in the insurance tech area, mm-hmm. and he was telling me like. You know, like one of the th- funny things is like they they claim they're doing AI for insurance, right? And so they like they calculate everything better, and you know everyone gets better deals on their insurance. But in reality, they're like scraping the Yelp page to find out <laughs> more information about a business right. to, to to try and do some like half baked analysis, like risk model. <laughs> it's like nothing to do with AI. And and he told me that like their risk assessment gets killed by like all the traditional companies oh, like Geico, yeah. and so like it's a total fucking scam. Oh yeah, it's pets.com, man. It's yeah, pets.com. <laughs> and um, he was like, and he was all bummed out because they didn't IPO last year. <laughs> like, and yeah. he's like, he's like, oh man, man, I really thought like he's like I was hoping we were gonna IPO. <laughs> That's like, the yeah. That's that's the dream. Yeah, and it's just like Jesus Christ. Um, 
Yeah, it's completely um, pets.com and, and bubble burst uh, stories right now. But I, I don't know that. I think they've gotten really good at um, not necessarily stopping bubbles, but infinitely in, inflating them. Yeah. So it, to the point where I think once they start uh, any sign or any kind of crash, I, I think I think that's also a, a one one thing I heard is like if you look at when there's a market crash and then how long it takes for the market to go back up to the previous level, the time those those time spans keep compressing shorter and shorter. Yeah, but and, I think and, the crashes yeah. are getting worse, aren't they? Uh, from a percentage point, of, I mean, at least this last one wasn't uh, the the Corona crash or whatever you want to call it. Like that one wasn't that huge uh and it came back like the fastest anything's ever come back so i think they're i think they're good at the market manipulation yeah well for how long we'll see here's here's another thing though it like i'm actually getting more japanese and it's like Mm. i i'm not like being so much influenced by the culture in japan you know i don't speak japanese i don't like i interact with japanese a little bit so it does influence me but the the thing I think I'm almost getting on the like more towards the Japanese way of thinking, just like looking at something and being like, "Is this really better?" <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. so hard to convince a Japanese person that something's better. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like uh, the you need like uh, ten different metrics to convince them that it's better. Like, uh, in sometimes you know, and or like they should switch to something. And yeah, I'm the almost switch, getting the, their switching cost calculator is, is off the charts. Yeah, and it's like I'm all, I'm definitely le- like starting to get more towards that direction because mm-hmm. it's like everything in the U.S. is like oh this is new technology oh we have Uber, but then it's like you look in the Japan at the Japan solution and you're like well I just have a taxi that is here at 11 p.m. because they have a good gauge of like what is the dem- like supply and demand. You know, and it's like, yeah. Well, yeah, so that's, that's a, I think that's one big difference, which I was thinking when you were talking about mm. uh, what it's like to, to, when you're back in the US. One big difference is it always feels like, for as, even though in Japan people criticize government decisions and all this kind of stuff all the time, but I, I think they're really good at like planning stuff. So I think that's, that's kind of the, re, the result. Like the taxi system works really well. In the U.S., where it doesn't, then and, and like in Malaysia, it was great to have things like Uber because, like, what else are you going to do? Like, yeah, yeah, and and so those kind of places, when you put Uber there, it's like a it's like a market solution that is is many orders of magnitude better than what already existed. Whereas in Japan, it's not even. It's like, oh, well, what's the complaint that the taxis aren't clean? The taxis are extremely clean. That the drivers like try to scam you. Like, there's no, uh, there's no taxi drivers in Japan trying to, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're too old to try and rape you as well. They're just not even interested. If if you leave your phone in there, like, you know, 100% you're getting your phone back. Yeah. yeah, So so it's like, there's nothing that Uber is bringing to the table. That's, Uh, uh, yeah. And it's like, it's, I think I find that very hard to, for Americans that I know to internalize. Like, I don't even really bother. I mean, I don't push it on them. I'm just like, well, you think this is a huge improvement or this is world changing, <laughs> and I don't. Like, yeah. and um, it also what you're saying reminds me of another thought I had recently, which is like, one of the different. Like, also, I don't want to paint it like, oh, there's no corruption in Japan, but I, I feel like it's very much a different level of corruption. So, 
in Japan, it's like, I feel like it's the, the corruption. There's like tons of corruption everywhere, but it's more of like, we're going to skim a little bit off the top kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, like, we're it's, gonna it's five layers of people in between yeah. how something works. Yeah. And then it's like everyone gets a cut, you know? Whereas in the U.S., I feel like it's more of like the top is trying to actively screw the bottom over. You know, <laughs> yeah. so I think well, that's, that's how US, I view it. Yeah, the U.S. solution to what do we do with this traditional thing where there's five layers of people taking a cut is like, what if we could just kill the whole thing? Yeah. And go, you know, and yeah, yeah. And that they would not be a fan of, at all those levels, and then everybody just wouldn't be a fan of killing the whole existing thing to replace it with something that's like direct. Uh, yeah. But the direct, yeah. the, but then like the direct solution is a is its own scam. Well, of course. Yeah. And and, and then like it doesn't, you know. And then when it doesn't work, uh, you, there's nowhere to no one to put pressure on, like, or anything. You you lose the whole control right. of everything. Yeah. You you kind of like you want a few different layers of like warrant like uh, all fine, yeah. You know. Yeah, and it's almost like entwined yeah. in a way where th- there's also tons of like overlap of business and politics, but it's like. I don't, they seem way more sensitive to people like being upset with them in Japan. Yeah, uh, like to, like the, the big thing about the prime minister, and it wasn't the was it the prime minister? Yeah, Suga. Was it no? But the one where it was it him or somebody else where they're mad that he? I think it was somebody else. He went to the he stayed in the hospital when he got diagnosed with COVID, and his symptoms weren't that bad. Like that's the big controversy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like. Like he stayed in, a, he took up a hospital bed for a few days because he had COVID and he didn't have big symptoms. Well, now, now <laughs> I know why the previous one had all those stomach problems. Like that sounds super stressful. You know, like the, <laughs> yeah. pu- the public watching your every move. I mean, he oh. still got some good scams in for sure. His well, wife Mima, was doing Mima, that. I mean, yeah. but look at, the, look at the U.S. You have the full shutdown of everything, but then yeah. you, you open restaurants for private parties and you go, you go down to the Bahamas for vacation. <laughs> like, but, and then here, it's like, oh, well, he took up a hospital bed for two days when he had yeah. COVID. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. And the, there's two things combined, like the kind of active uh, aggressiveness or like I don't know distance, or how do you yeah. describe it between like U.S. elites and politicians and the public, and in Japan where it's like uh, a little bit is tolerated. I really like how Tim Dillon has that rant about that. You know where he's mm-hmm. like, like also people will tolerate a certain level of that. Like they, yeah. it's like almost like they understand it. They 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 can imagine they might I think do the same thing if they were in that position. Mm-hmm. Almost, you know, like, oh, right, right. I, I might take, like, a half a million payment here. Or, like, yeah, uh, you know. Uh, right. But, but like, when it gets to a certain level where it's just, like, you're, you're not letting people trade, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's, that, is, that level would just never be acceptable, I feel, in Japan. It's, like, the, it, that would be, like, cross the threshold, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, w- I would say, and th- especially, uh, it's hard in Japan. They don't, they do their stock market where you have to buy it in sets of a hundred or a thousand or something. So most people don't even bother investing in Japan. But something like that would be a huge story, and people would care a lot more. Um, the, the other thing I was going to say is the salaries, is, as we probably talked about before, in Japan are kind of a joke compared to the U.S. And whatever metric you want to use, like price of housing, price of yeah 
everything. But uh, they did do somewhat of a good job of making everyone's salary kind of even. Whereas like even, I don't know, managers at big companies uh, aren't making as much, nowhere near as much as the U.S. Uh, yeah. So I don't know, kind of things feel like just going around. I, I kind of feel they did a really good job planning infrastructure and building things and I don't know, employing people to some degree and optimizing for those kind of things. Like there's still people, you know, they do the elevator, they push the buttons in the elevator. And this is also why things cost more kind of, but uh, I don't know, it leads to having a society where you can leave your laptop on the table when you go to the bathroom in a, yeah. in a Starbucks. Well, and also uh, like, I'm also starting cause I, the salary thing, I think we've talked about it before, but it used to like really bug me or like I, I thought it was insane but really, again, like comparing with the U.S., it was like, well, okay, the cost of something for your health is going to be insanely higher. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it does like it's it's really hard to compare like your yeah, totally. even your buying power, your lifestyle. Uh, that also is related to that graph uh, I have on that paper doc where. Uh, life expectancy versus health expenditure over time. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and it just says the U.S. as like totally separate from all the other developed yeah. countries. And it, it, yeah, it's like uh, where is that? The health expenditure. The x-axis is health expenditure per capita. Mm-hmm. I'll just repeat that. The health expenditure per capita is the x-axis. And the life expectancy is the y-axis. So in 2014, um, health expenditure per capita was uh, 9,000. Mm-hmm. And the life expect- expectancy was 79 years old. Whereas in Japan, it was uh, like around 4,000. So is that right? Oh, I- yeah, yeah. So you're, you're so, paying what? That means you're paying 9,000 9, per person to live yeah. to 79 in japan you pay four thousand per person to live to 84 yeah yeah so it's like well <laughs> like i'm not sure how you can compare like yeah so it's like if you just take the salaries you're not really it's it's, sure. it's really it's tough to make those comparisons yeah they, um, they they optimize on different things and i think you see yeah. kind of the outcomes of those decisions and yeah i don't know where all the money goes it's it's almost like people are saying you know, you should increase taxes because there's all these things that are underfunded in the U.S. But I also think those whatever is underfunded is just such a horror, so horrible at doing their job yeah. <laughs> or like or, or they're, you know, they're getting there's some other weird uh, incentives to not do what you would expect them to do. Oh, yeah. That, that's that's why yeah. I never had insurance. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, yeah. Well, wait, so, you know, like one time I I like uh, I long story short, I kind of got jumped. Uh, late at night when I was living in North Beach. Yeah. I thought I was, I thought I was like going to get in a fight with one guy. And then, of course, he had like two friends down the street. (laughs) So anyway, I got punched in the face and uh, like I got cut on my upper lip. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't have insurance. Um, But like from my own, like somehow intuitively when you, you've been through a couple similar experiences, you know that the cost of not having insurance is actually cheaper. So, right. so like, like I went to the hospital. Uh, they and it ended up being a thing where they could just glue it because it was like above my lip. It it was like a one stitcher, but it was a clean cut. 
Right. So they clean it, clean it, they, they glue it shut. They send me a bill for like a grand or two, mm. right? But then I just didn't pay it initially. <laughs> and then yeah. like, and then they, they call me and be like, you need to talk to this department or something. So then I just go and talk to them and be like, hey, I'm a student. I can't pay this. <laughs> and then like, like, I think I was supposed to like apply like more. I, I went and talked to someone there and I was like supposed to, you know, fill out some application. But basically they were just like, okay, like, fine. <laughs> like, you know, it's like I ended up paying. Interesting. So I ended up paying nothing yeah. instead of uh, oh. the fee for that or the cost of insurance that would have, you know, <laughs> right. So I don't know what to, it's like, and rightfully so, like, well, I can't afford to pay that in that kind of, I don't know. But in Japan, yeah. like, the thing is totally different. And I had, like, you know, when I had an MMA accident, uh, like, you're just training jujitsu. Yeah. Uh, again, like, like basically, I, I let this kid who, like, I, I gave him a good position. Right. On, like, when we were doing jujitsu, and he was, like, all spazzing out, and he kneed me in the face. So I had to go get, like, seven or eight stitches. And I think I hadn't, it was, like, when I first arrived in Japan. I hadn't signed up for my insurance, <laughs> but like the system of doing it in Japan was like, all I had to do was like sign up for insurance within a certain amount of time. And then I get like the deduction on the thing. I think that I just had to pay like the, the, the fees I just incurred or something. Right. So like it didn't bankrupt me and like they feel like I'm now I'm buying into the system. It's yeah. like, it's totally different. Yeah, it is. And and they make everybody pay, and yeah, that has pluses and minuses versus the U.S. Also, but uh, yeah, they they optimize more for the, the like the whole of everything rather than uh, getting excited when there's one opportunity for to do a one-off just for you to make money. Yeah, 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 and that's kind of like what we were talking about last time with how they're doing the subsidies with the restaurants. Like certainly, they're they're not really optimizing for twenty like the twenty percent. That mm. fall outside like the bounds of what the average right. is like. Um, but they're also not giving like four million dollars to like six person companies. Exactly. So, yeah. You know. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not giving more money to their friends necessarily. Oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Anything else you wanted to rant about? We got a bunch of stuff that we were... Yeah, we have a lot of scams to go through. Uh, the GameStop one was a good one because we talked about last week we were going to start talking about scams and that one popped up. So I don't know. What do you, anything else you want to say about GameStop? Uh, buy GameStop? Yeah. <laughs> we like, we like oh, wait, the stock. We are not, well, sorry, we're not supposed to give financial advice. Yeah. So. Diamond hands, <laughs> we like the stock. We like the stock. Yeah. No, the funniest thing was like listening to all the people uh, like on CNBC say, oh, the, you know, how can this possibly be justified to have this high of a price? They're like, a, stock, a value of a stock should be, you look at their earnings report and, and based on the results, not, not based on other stuff. It's like, oh, yeah. well now, now we're evaluating stocks by their earnings reports. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a funny, that's a funny story. The uh, that reminds me of uh, another thing I did see on Reddit was that uh, oh fuck I wish I had the article up but it was basically showing they find that the oh here's the the like Morgan Stanley was fined um, let's see when was this 2015 hmm. so uh, 
The fin FINRA fines Morgan Stanley $2 million for short interest reporting and short sale rule violations. Yeah. So basically, he was saying that if you don't report your short positions correctly, the fines are so small that obviously you're going to unreport them. Oh, when yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, you can see someone posted that on Reddit or Twitter yeah. and, of the GameStop thing, but you can look at all the fines that one of these banks gets like in a, in a given year. And there's dozens of fines that they get, right, for some kind of violation. But the the, the fines for the violation are just the cost of doing business. Yeah, yeah. And they, then, yeah. Those are in the spreadsheet when they're yeah, choosing yeah, yeah, which yeah, stock. Yeah. They, know. Like, they, yeah. they know that out of every 10, two of them are going to get flags, and, and one of those is going to get an actual uh, fine. And then you know what the fine is a fixed amount. It's, and so if we make uh, $100 million on this, we have to pay a $2 million fine. Yeah. Obviously, obviously you do it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but I think the, the the government also plays the same game. So we're going to fine you on this one, but not fine you on that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, the point is to be in on the scams. Everything is a scam. Be in on the scam. And if you think everything is a scam, you'll, you'll at least you won't be scammed as much, prob- likely. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we wrap it? Yeah, I think, I think that's good. Um, I think... Maybe we continue next time more scams or dive into to one of these uh, more detail. But uh, we we could do bit, Bitcoin. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, I, our our list of scams is getting so long, <laughs> and I like it's hard for me to deep like find the motivation to deep dive because it's like it's like you have that thing where it's like oh you just need to see two things and then it's like a, you know it's a scam. Oh uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, so. I also also like I had a a friend that I I was talking to and then I called like the thing he was thinking of getting into a scam and then I forget that people don't have all have the viewpoint that everything is a scam so I really disenfranchised him (laughs) about that I wasn't being very positive about what he wanted to do and I was like no 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 everything's a scam I'm not saying what you're doing is a scam and what I'm doing isn't the point is to realize everything is a scam. Yeah, you you would have had your feelings hurt if yeah. he told you something that was not a scam that he was doing. You would have you would have been well, like, "Why are you wasting my? How dare you?" Well, the the problem is when people get excited about the scam and they don't think it is. That's when you're being scammed. Yeah, it's like, oh, really? I only need to spend. I only need to buy how many boxes of Avon supplies and then guarantee that I'm going to sell them, and then yeah. I get. Eventually, in two years, I get some money. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. I guess also, it's reminding me that, you know, last time we said we were going to talk about maybe some more legal stuff as well. Mm. Um, so we need to work that in there, too. It's just... Uh, yeah, we're just getting back on, uh, yeah. back on the feet. On the, on the pony. On, on the, the pony. pony. All right. <laughs> All right.